Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. This is Polly. Welcome. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy so that we can do the work we love and create the lives we want to live. And I think it is all related. If we got stress at work, if we're doing a job that we're not passionate about or even interested in, it can really make things more dull and stressful at home. If we've got personal problems, challenges we're dealing with in our family or our finances, it can really make staying focused during work a tough thing to do. So I look for ways to integrate all this psychology and all these hacks and all this research into my everyday life. I feel like if I can strengthen the relationships of the people I live with, between my family and I, if I can find unique projects that uh, inspire me and make me excited about going to work in the morning, it's all going to work better. And one of the things we're talking about today, I think is essential to this whole wheel of life we're creating. We're going to talk about negative moods and how to break a bad mood, or at least become aware of it, so it doesn't create problems in every aspect of our life. And you know me, I'm not talking about suppressing bad emotions or difficult feelings. I think that's essential to being human, feeling at all. But I'm interested in how we become aware of our feelings and how we use them. Because really, they can offer cues, insight into our personality and the happenings in our life that can turn us in the right direction as long as we don't get stuck in those bad feelings, right? Last night, I was stuck in a bad feeling. I went to bed on a sour note for sure. I had an argument with our daughter and nothing was resolved. And the problem really wasn't that big of a deal. We just had a difference of opinion. But I didn't like how I handled that. And that hung over me. That bugged me. Now, I woke up feeling great. But then I remembered the argument, right? So I woke up feeling excited about the day ahead until I remembered about the argument we had had the night before. And just like that, my mood switched. You know what I'm talking about. This happens all the time at work and at home. How we feel about a current experience or happening is often influenced by our memory of experiences of the past and the stories we told around it. So 
perhaps you have uh, a challenge taking multiple choice tests and in college or high school and it it stresses you out and it makes you uncomfortable and, and you become familiar with failure that happened to me in college economics <laughs> the memory of that can pull up all sorts of things for me so when i'm faced with a situation that i don't feel comfortable with now or i don't know how to do or i'm going to be tested right i'm under pressure from a test or an examination I still feel nervous, but it's not because I'm not capable today. I know a lot more today about the work I'm doing than I did about economics 30 years ago. But I draw on those old memories and experiences and get myself worked up all over again. I tell this story that, oh, I've never been good at tests. That's really not true. I wasn't good at tests in that class. I wasn't good at that class. I struggled in that class. But you know what? I still learned and got ahead. And yet the story I tell about exams is, oh, I'm not any good at it. So when I feel tested or when I'm called on to answer a question in my writer's group or anywhere else, I feel that old anxiety coming up again. This is a silly example about how things like this work, how this emotional pattern is established and developed. But the fact is it plays out in our lives even today all of the time. Think about it. Maybe you have an argument with your partner because you're working late every night or you're forgetting to make the medical appointment or call the plumber like you've promised. And the next time you find yourself sitting at the desk after hours, you get upset all over again. You project that your partner is going to be ticked off, even though it's a totally different situation on a totally different day. Or you imagine that your partner or your coworker is going to be ticked because you didn't call the plumber when you said you would. Even though you've never had a problem with this person around this issue before, you fall back into a memory of when you got in trouble for not following through, and you start to feel those negative feelings now. You go into a pattern based around a past experience, and that creates a bad mood now. We can override all this, of course. We can do it differently, yet many times we don't because we don't catch it or we don't catch it. We fall into a negative thought pattern that is more dependent and reliant on experiences of the past than anything we're facing today. And that pushes us into a bad mood that can literally bring all our relationships down and create more stress and problems right now. We don't need to do that. And understanding how we fall into that emotional pattern and often drag others down with us by understanding those negative thought patterns we can change them. And when we do, not only do we feel better, but we actually galvanize the people around us and contribute to their better moods too. So the whole thing works better. I think life is about feeling good and curiosity and exploring and learning. And we can't do that if we're in a, a place of anxiety and fear. It limits us. So we're going to talk today about how to disrupt some of those negative thought patterns so we're not stuck in there. Okay. Here's how it works. This is from psychologist Hal Shorey, who wrote a great article on psychologytoday.com called Getting Stuck in Negative Emotions and Relationship Patterns. Here's how he explains what happens to our psychology, our brains and our bodies. 
He says, our current moods set up emotional filters that only let thoughts, memories, and emotions that are congruent with those moods through. Competing, even positive thoughts, memories, and emotions get filtered out. So we get stuck in the angry and the upset and the sad and the scared when we are feeling our current emotion based on past experiences. When we're drawing from a memory and thinking, oh, good Lord, last time that didn't go well, so this is going to be bad, we get anxious, right? We get stressed out and we get upset, we get angry and Here's what happens. We are likely to gravitate to others that feel the same. When we are in a depressed state or an angry state or a sad state or whatever negative emotion you're feeling, we are likely to think that others are feeling the same and we will seek that out. But another thing happens that we will believe they feel the same even if they're not. So if we are thinking others are coming at us from a negative place, if I'm upset and angry about something that happened at work and I see my husband I am more likely to interpret his facial expression, even if it's neutral. I'm more likely to interpret his behavior and facial expression as something angry and negative too. And that's going to make me even more upset. Then we just go right down the rabbit hole of negativity and he gets drawn in and it's my behavior and upset than that can actually change his mood. If you are depressed, you are more likely to notice the depression of others or think you notice it. And that can be crushing, exhausting, and stressful. It can leave us stuck in that negative thought pattern and those negative feelings. And from that spot, it's very difficult to see beyond. I've noticed this happening during the pandemic. Honestly, we've been pretty positive around my household. Work's been up and down. That's added to some stress. But aside from the remote schooling and the anxiety of the moment and hoping my friends and family stay safe and the vaccinations and all these things, we've found ways day to day to to get through that stress, mostly by accepting the adversity and trying to do the best we can, trying to acknowledge too when the days are a grind, right? It's okay to notice that. And by doing that, we've been able to move through it. And still there are low days. And if one of us is feeling it, the grind of it, it's very hard for the others in the household to stay upbeat. I noticed this the other day too. I'm at a great spot right now. I'm feeling very grateful and very creative. And I was uh, talking to a friend of mine who's really in the midst of a tough time. And by the end of that conversation... I felt low too. Her challenges are real and it's hard and scary. And I couldn't shake them even though they are not my challenges. Even though I'm not experiencing that. There's a difference between sympathy or empathy and taking it into the point where it becomes mine. And I crossed that border. I was in a bad mood. I was depressed afterwards. This is the effect of another virus that psychologists call emotional contagion. And it's just like how it sounds. We catch each other's good feelings and bad feelings. We catch moods from the people we are in contact with. Some of this is biological. You think about it. When one baby hears another baby crying, usually they get upset and cry too, right? If someone smiles at us, we almost naturally smile back. And when we choose that positive behavior, We have an emotional and physical change because when we behave the same way, 
we experience a similar feeling as the person who showed us in the first place. In that way, we pass good moods along. If I smile at you and you smile back, your biology changes and you get the uplift of that smile. The same is true if we hang our heads low, we feel aggressive or act aggressively, right? So the important thing to understand is that this is all real and we can offset the negativity from it. That doesn't mean suppressing our feelings. It means managing them with awareness. And we can't get caught in the negative thought patterns at home or at work if we manage the stress, if we want to feel good and motivated and support others too. We can find a way to disrupt the negative thought patterns and use them to our advantage. We'll talk about how to do it right here when we come back. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And we're back. This is Polly Campbell, Simply Said. And today we're talking about how to interrupt the negative emotional and thought patterns that really keep us stuck in bad feelings. And when we're in that bad spot, it's hard to be motivated or excited or creative or even kind and loving. And those are all the qualities we need, not only to create the work we love and and do well and connect with clients and coworkers, but also connect with our family members. Plus, it's good to feel good, right? So we're talking about how to become aware of those negative patterns and then offset them so that we can feel better. So we know this happens. We know this is part of our wiring, how we process the world, how we experience the world in our bodies. And so own that, right? Take it in. And next time you're feeling low, just pause a minute to get curious. Notice the feeling. How do you label the emotion? How does it feel in your body? Where does that stress lurk? Is it in the base of your neck? Um, My teeth used to get (laughs) kind of numb when I was super excited. So I learned to recognize that feeling. And when that came up, I would be fired up. I mean, I could use that to my advantage. So notice how the negative feelings persist and settle in and also recognize when you're feeling good. How does that feel? Do you get kind of a buzz or butterflies or heat? Uh, go to your cheeks, your cheeks turn red or get excited. What does it show up like you? You know, often we have a bad feeling. We sit there and say, oh, this is lousy. I feel gross. And you don't have to judge the experience. You can notice the sadness. You could just sit there and say, right, I feel sad. And and that means my heart feels kind of heavy. And, and I have a lump at the base of my throat. And I have a little tension in my shoulders. And I feel like I want to cry. It's okay to notice, to label the emotion and experience the feeling by describing that to yourself. Now, decide how that's working for you, right? Decide what works for you. If you like to ruminate and stress and dwell, if you like to use that kind of anxiety to keep you from working through it or being productive or feeling better, 
by all means, go forward. I don't like to do that because what I know is once I get rolling down that road of stress, it just compounds, compounds, compounds. And I make, uh, I choose negative behaviors that impact the people around me. And then I feel bad and that creates more stress in my life. So I'm looking to learn about that more so I don't have to go down that road. So understand what you're feeling and how it plays out in your body and then decide if you want to stay there or not. And the next step then is to get present. So if you don't want to stay there, where are you in your life right now? What is the real source of stress? Is there any? Because often we start worrying about things that might happen or we start thinking about things in the past that have happened that are no longer relevant today. Listen, if something happened to you even two years ago or even 15 minutes ago or even 10 years ago, it has impacted you for sure, but it doesn't have to rule the moment you're at now. You don't have to choose that same feeling or that same behavior going forward, right? And if you're really working from a place of trauma, which so many people are, and that's a real thing, then a therapist can help you work through these moments so that you can choose different feelings and behaviors going forward. So you know me, I'm a big fan of therapy, had lots in my life, I love it. <laughs> At one time my husband said, called it was a hobby because I learned so much about myself and I really learned how to be in the world better. So it's a huge thing. Get professional help if, if you're ready for that. I, I think it's uh, really important to do. But Today, I want you to sit in the feelings that you're having right now. Where are you? Are you in your office? Are you in your kitchen? Are you walking around the neighborhood? Get present to your environment. How does your body feel? Notice your thoughts coming in and out. Don't judge them, but just become present. Normally, when this happens, we recognize that right in this moment, there aren't any big problems. And most of the things we worry about, in fact, research says 95% of the things we worry might happen, or we worry about the impact of things that already have happened, never come to be. And there's research based on the so much of what we stress about, what we get upset about, what we feel sad about is created from the story we tell ourselves. Become present, be now, be here now, and stop those negative stories from recreating themselves, okay? And then do something that feels good. Break the thought pattern, break up the negative feeling by doing something good. Studies show that washing your hands when you're in a negative mood, when you have a bad feeling, can actually help you clean out those bad feelings. They looked at people who interrupted their negative thought pattern by washing their hands with soap and water, mindfully pay attention to what you're doing. And they found that they felt cleaner and that they were able to work through the upset. I do that a lot. I taught my daughter to do that. Just shake it off. Sometimes after a bad day, she'll just hop in the shower, just get it all off, clean up, start over, right? Another way to break the bad feeling is to go outside or move your body or listen to to music. My daughter uh, has a hard time waking up in the morning. She doesn't love going to school. So she has a hype soundtrack and she'll play that music as we go to school. She was recently telling me about her favorite tune right now is Off the Grid. That's her favorite hype song. I have no idea what that is. I'll listen to an old Wilson Phillips song called Hold On or something by Katy Perry, Roar, or even some more modern hits that just like get me bouncing around and dancing a little and remembering that life is still pretty great. So 
create a hype soundtrack. When you're stuck in a pattern of bad feeling, choose to do something that feels pleasant and good and refreshed. Go outside, move your body, listen to music. And also take a minute to see what the bad feelings hold for you. Are they a sign that maybe you truly are locked in a a negative relationship that needs to end? Or perhaps you're in a job that is no longer rewarding and you don't get paid enough to do it anymore? Or perhaps you're feeling lonely and you haven't connected to people enough. We don't have to stick in the bad emotion to understand what they're telling us. So look at the pattern, how it's showing up for you, when it's coming to be, when the negative thoughts start, and see if there's anything in common and take a step in that direction. The other day I was feeling very low about some health issues and it was just a drag. And it wasn't worrisome, but it was something I was having a problem getting past. I was feeling sorry for myself and very negative and stressed. And I just wrote to my friends on a text I just say, hey, I need help today. I need some memes. They didn't have to give up much of their time. We didn't have to get on a call. I didn't replay the bad news in my head. There was none of that, right? But they sent me these hilarious, funny things that not only made me laugh in the moment, but reminded me how great my friends are, how funny they are, and how smart. And it really picked me up, made me feel less alone, allowed me to get on with it. So take a look at the thoughts you're having, the emotions you're feeling, and see if there's a common denominator besides you. See what triggers them when they come up for you. And then make an effort to make a change in that moment. Again, it might be as simple as, you know, washing your hands or taking a shower or listening to hype music or going to exercise or going for a walk around the neighborhood. Sometimes my daughter and I will hop in the car and we'll just go for a drive out in the country and we'll turn on really loud music. And it's a way to feel better. But this is our responsibility, right? We have to notice when we're stuck in that negative pattern. And that brings us to the Simply Start segment today. And this is what I want you to do. Just sit tight wherever you are right now. Get quiet, take a pause and tune in to what you are feeling, good or bad. Notice the emotion, label it and recognize how it's showing up in your body. Do you feel it in your belly or is it in the back of your throat or tight against your shoulders? Whatever it is. When we start learning how things feel in our body, It helps us identify the thought strain, the negative thought pattern that are keeping us stuck in the bad feelings. And then we can use them to go forward. So today, simply start. Just tune in. Begin an emotional inventory of how these feelings show up in your body. And then you can decide to work with them. Negative moods can hold cues that move us away, the things that aren't working for us. But often they are residual. They are the result of a story we keep telling ourselves from the past or something we think might happen or a lingering hurt over something that did happen long ago. And they're not even true anymore. They don't even apply. We can move on and we can move forward from a more positive place. And when we know that, when we share that positive energy, just by showing up for the people around us at work, our coworkers, the contractors we're working with, our friends and our family members, then we elevate them too because they're going to feel those good moods. When we disrupt the negative mood patterns, then we are free to create better relationships at home, at work, and create the environments and culture that we want to live and work in. Sound good? Let's give it a try and 
track me down at polycampbell.com or you can find me on Facebook at Author, and let me know how it's going. I have a series of essays that are coming out each week, most weeks from Substack, simply said Polly Campbell. So you can track me down there and keep the discussion going. Thanks again for listening. Remember, when we manage these negative moods and understand them better, then we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.